2: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: <laughs> Welcome back, sports 1440 orders nation, YouTube. How you doing? It's game day. Orders taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Gregor show is always presented by playalberta.ca. $70 million. Up for grabs tonight. Oh yeah. Get your tickets, Playalberta.ca for Lotto Max. Oof, 70 Schmil. How fun. Would that be just enjoying life? I would think never had 70 million, but I think it would be nice. And, and uh, there's also uh, 10 uh, max million draws of uh, 1 million, <laughs> settle for that, no problem. So you're telling me I only want a million? I could live with it, I think that'd be okay. Play Alberta. Dots, yeah, I want to read this and we'll get the spec. Hey, Gregor, I went to watch The Ring with the Girlfriend at the time after the movie, driving home to View, I got a flat tire in the coolie spare was flat. With no cell service back then, every possible scenario played through my mind as I walked a few kilometers to the nearest farmer for help. It gives me chills every time I drive by. Oh my goodness. That's what's great about certain horror movies. Your mind starts playing tricks on you. You're walking down the street or on and, and, and the highway and roll of you in the, in the coulee. Oh my goodness. I've been on that highway many times. <laughs> There's no lights. Like it's pitch black. Oh, well, like rural people could handle it a bit, but oh, city like Spec, I'm not sure. Maybe Connor, he couldn't handle it, he'd be freaking out. He would just stay in the car, curled up in the fetal position. I
3: think mind over matter, buddy. Can't <laughs> let that impact your life. It's, it's make believe. Come on, oh. did you not shower after cycle? Like, uh, come on, it's true, it's true. But uh,
0: right after the movie. On a back road, your car shuts down. Oh, yeah. Talking tough now in the mic, but I know the con, man. First of all, you wouldn't even have seen The Ring.
3: Yeah, probably not in Peters. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a home movie. Yeah, a yeah,
0: home movie. Oh, I can shut it off now. <laughs> Turn all the lights
3: on. Yeah. Oh,
0: nice. Uh, so welcome to the uh, show, Mark Spectre. Spectre, do you like the, uh, the horror flicks? You ever seen The Ring? I've never seen The Ring.
2: I love horror flicks.
0: Oh, my God. You got to watch. Does Shelka like them?
2: No, she hates them. That's my problem. My horror watching career took a serious dip like a long time ago, 20 years ago, when I met Shelka. Every once in a while, I could talk her into one.
0: Uh, Well, watch The Ring. It's not a horror movie, but it is very much like a mental thriller. It's a classic movie. Oh, God, I love it. I might have to watch it again yeah. after talking about there it is. today.
2: Oh, the serious yeah. horror movie for me, I think, is the Hostel or Hostel. Did you ever watch Hostel? I don't think so. Ooh. Oh man, it's these these American college kids go over to basically. I think it's in Slovakia. I think it's in Bratislava, and they're touring around, and having a great time. They're college kids in Europe, and they meet these girls, and everything goes really good, and. All of a sudden these girls are working for these guys that kind of harvest human beings and uh it's like a travel oh, human yeah. harvesting industry. Oh god. So that's kind it's, of it's close it's to reality really dark and weird. Ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well the sad part is there is some watch of that, it. There is some of that stuff. That's what's scary about it is maybe not to that level yeah. but sadly you know human trafficking and all that stuff it does uh it does happen. So that one uh,
2: hmm. Yeah, anyone who's ever traveled like especially you traveled as a young guy and you're just out to have a good time with you and your buddies. And, you know, now that I'm a, I've traveled a fair bit and your guard is certainly I have a natural kind of guard that's up. But when you're 21, 22, there was no guard, man. You just hey, we just met some people. Let's go party. And you did dumb things. That movie really scared the heck out of me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Uh, right now the orders, uh, nothing scares them. Uh, defensively, they mean good. Offensively, uh, although it slowed down a little bit for them. It was interesting. Chris Novak even mentioned that in his presser today, spec, just kind of subtly. He's just saying, yeah, you know what? Like, eh, goalies have played well, but, you know, I'd like to finish a few more of our chances. And, and it's funny. It's hilarious to me to say that in the 10 game winning streak, if we had to pick the two things that if you could only pick two things you'd want the orders to improve, it would be like, well, you'd want their power play to be a little bit better and you want them to finish a few more chances. Something that you've never said really is a problem in Edmonton for years, yet they've won 10 in a row. That, to me, shows you how good their defensive game has been.
2: That shows me a whole new deal with the Oilers. Like, we've never had this conversation before, you and me, and we've been talking on the radio and together forever. We have never watched them come home from a perfect road trip and said, they only scored four goals in regulation in three games, and they won them all, right? Right. Like that's that this is, you know, so if this is a fresh conversation that we've never had, then maybe this is a fresh team that we've never had. Maybe they've, you know, I I go back a long ways writing about how they got to figure out how to win. You know, i always said this, I'm going to say it again. You don't want to go out to play two on hockey. You don't aim to go out and play two on hockey, but two on hockey greets you some nights. Sometimes you find yourself in a two one game and in the playoffs, it happens more than it happens in the regular season. So if you're a team that can't win the 2-1 game, you might be able to survive the regular season, but you won't win series because there's going to be, in every series, there's going to be a tight, low-scoring game. You might not plan on it, but it's waiting there for you. And this is the first Edmonton team that I've seen that looks like it's ready to win those games, at least four out of seven of them. And that's a really good sign.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. uh, It's a very good sign for for the Edmonton Orders. And, you know, they take on a Toronto team that's uh, given them fits here the last few seasons. Uh, No question, Toronto has really kind of dominated this series, winning nine of the last 13. And, you know, last year was the first time in, in three that the Orders just managed to split, right? Uh, they did win 5-2 at home and then lost that uh, 7-4 game uh, in Toronto. Uh, now, the Orders, I will say this, uh, Toronto's never met them at a time where they're playing this good of defensive hockey, for sure. And uh, the Maple Leafs are a team that when they do league chances, spec they league a lot of them, right? The, they've allowed uh, the eighth uh, most times of uh, uh, four goals or more, which is 19 so far this season, almost half their games. Right. So it's uh, it's something where Edmonton, I think, you know, you try to jump on them a little bit early, but just listening to the players on both sides, like even though this is not a rival as far as division or conference, there's a little extra juice in this game tonight. Talking to players in both dressing rooms, like there's a there's a really high yeah. level of respect amongst the top guys. And there's a lot of like, hey, uh, you know, a little bit of cock of the walk here, walking around like, hey, I got to show that, you know yep. what, uh, I'm one of the big boys.
2: Yeah, I thought Chris Knobloch actually touched on that well this morning. He said, you know, when a really good hockey players get on the ice and they look across and there's really good players on the other team, now it's a competition, right? And and that's how these guys operate. You know, I I can't. I'm not a hockey player to that level. That's pretty obvious. But I've known a lot of hockey players for a long time and some damn good ones. And you know, Drysdale and Marner spent. A, I don't know how much time they spent together this summer shooting that commercial with Chris Bronner. But obviously, they got to know each other, and they're probably you know, relatively close. Matthews and McDavid, it's been well-documented. They've skated together. They spent some time together. All these guys know each other. You know it. You're playing your buddies. You play harder when you're playing your buddies than if you're playing some faceless stranger. So, yeah, the orders are due to lose a game, I'm here to tell you. They will one ten 10 in a row. And they're due for probably a bit of a stinker. I don't think it comes tonight against this roster.
1: Hmm.
0: Are you calling the win tonight, Spec? I like it. Uh, I like it. I'm not calling a win, but I'm saying... (laughs) No, no, you called the win. You basically just made a messy guarantee on our show. They want
2: like the first game home for the road trip. That doesn't apply tonight with the Leafs on the other side. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, And it was only a three gamer. It wasn't like it was a long road trip by any stretch. They had some uh, some extra time off. Uh, the building will be jumping, uh, which is always a little bit more exciting. I think the the atmosphere. There'll be a lot of chant. Like you know, the go Leafs, go or go orders, go chant. Both of them are happening in the first probably minute of the game, yep. right? Which just adds to it. I think it's a great atmosphere uh, to be in uh, for them. Um, you know what? Hey, okay, um, wait a second! Wait a second!
2: What about your son Beckett? So he's an Order fan, but he's got uh, his
0: cousin slash uncle Noah wearing a Leafs jersey tonight. Um, well, it's his cousin, for? not his uncle, so it's only his cousin. Um, cousin. He uh, okay. well, he doesn't. <laughs> okay. He doesn't have a Leafs jersey yet. Um, he uh, sadly, unfortunately, when he was seven, uh, when he went to Noah's first game, some idiot in the crowd. Some and I, if had I heard him, I probably would have been the only time in my life I would have walked over and socked the guy. Uh, you know, for kind of mocking a little seven year old for wearing his cousin's jersey in the crowd when an idiot. So he kind of doesn't right. really like it now. So he won't, uh, he wants to go to a Toronto game to wear a Toronto jersey because he goes, well, everybody will be cheering for them. So, uh, we'll go to the game tonight yeah. and yeah, enjoy it. Way. But, uh, yeah, he will, um, yeah, he, he cheers for Edmonton, but he says, he goes, well, if Noah scores and Edmonton wins, that's his perfect scenario.
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably the same for his dad. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: well, no, dad doesn't care who uh, wins the game. I would like to see Noah score. That's really my thing. You know how it is. Spec. like, although I do like it. I like being in the crowd for games just because, like, I like hearing, you know, the uh, the banter amongst fans. Well, the good banter, I should say. Uh, and just, like, the energy is different. In the press box, you sit up there, there's, like, you're separated from everything. It's not It's not the same. Oh, yeah, it's right? not the same. And so no. uh, the, the biggest enjoyment for me of, of having my next my Nephew in the uh, in the NHL is for a few games a year. I actually, you know, I kind of remember what it's like to be a fan, right? And I don't, I don't necessarily cheer yeah. for his team. I just, I root heavily for him. And the fact that I've got to see him score a few goals live, that made it, uh, they made it a lot more enjoyable. I haven't stood up and cheered at a game like when he scored two goals back in three minutes. Uh, a few years ago in San Jose, we were uh, there. Were some guys sitting behind me, and I stood up the second goal. I said, "I'm really sorry, man, but that's my nephew. I got to cheer." And they're and they're just like, "What?" And then they end up buying us some beer. So that was great, All right? So uh, good guys. They're like, "Well, well, that's okay. You could cheer for it. once they once they knew it was a family member. That obviously changed, which I think 99 percent of fans are like. So, uh, oh, yeah. of
2: course, of yeah, course. Are yeah. you so kidding? it must go, be really cool for Beckett. To yeah, like my have my, a my si- that he looks up to my sisters. That must be really.
0: Cool. Oh yeah, no, it's pre- it's pretty good. Like my uh, my sister. Is the one who's very vocal in the, uh, like, she gets right into it, but she does it every day, like, you know, when her boys played hockey, she was, you know, and never negative, but really into the game, and so when, when he plays, she gets pretty, uh she, I don't know, sit beside her, she gets pretty loud, so, uh, not in a bad way, just, you know, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not used to that, right, like, you know, I see spec cheering every now and then in the press box, but other than that, no one else does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, all the time.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. It was funny. I had a good chat with, uh, with Bobby McMahon because, you know, a Wainwright kid, uh, went to play in Lloyd Minster and then in Bonneville. And, uh, for him, it's his first trip ever to Edmonton, right? He played in the NHL last year, scored his first goal already this year. But, you know, it, uh, he was an Order fan and, well, you know, growing up. And so it's a pretty big thrill for him, like it is for any kid who, who grows up being a, a fan of a team and then, g- plays a game in his hometown, right, as close as his hometown can oh, be. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's pretty fired up, and you know, he's got a lot of buddies coming in that, uh, you know, will be pretty loud and his parents. So, you know, those are the things that you kind of have fun when you can talk to players, and you genuinely hear the excitement in their voice. Like, you watch McMahon in warm-up, right? And just like knowing, you know, there'll be a little bit more pep in their step. Just like when guys like when Bouchard and them go back to, to uh, Ontario and Toronto, there's just a little bit more pep in the step in the warm-up. There just is. Oh, yeah.
2: No, no, it's fun. There, there, there's still some games and some places in the league that are that were NHL players still are a little bit like kids. Oh, you yeah. Know, on the dad's trips that they've got now, yeah. they they look up in the seats, they see their dad. You know, Noah's going to look up in the seats today and see all his people. And, like, we all did this. We all skated out for me. You know, you skated out in JP Arena, and the first thing you did is, where's my parents sitting? Right? Yeah. Um, there's not many of those left once a guy's been in the league for a while, but when you get one, like I was just in Montreal on a Saturday night, and and it's a thrill. And Dayarnay, oh Vince, god, he, he was, almost scored he on his first shift. shift. I know, and his first shot, he almost scored. I mean, it, it, he was on cloud nine the whole day before and that day, and it's just I, for me as an older guy that's been around the league for a long time, it's really fun to see those the guard come down a little. And see those guys sort of turn back into kids a little bit. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's fun to see. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, well, spec, it's good. You know what? I look forward to, I like it when Montreal comes down. I like when, you know, Calgary, Vancouver, Toronto, like the atmosphere. And I'll say this, like Oilers fans, they, they take pride in be the, being their home rink. And, uh, there's just like, there's lots of just, I love it because it's not inspired. It's not like they're telling you to cheer. The fans just get into it. I love it. And yeah. so, uh, I look forward to being in the yeah. crowd tonight because it's always louder. It's great.
2: Yeah, we got uh, this one tonight and then a Saturday night down at Calgary. That's always a ton of fun, too, with tons of order oh, fans. So yeah. it's a good week of hockey and uh, your local side here. It looks like they're ready for the task, Jade.
0: Oh, yeah. I know the orders. Hey, who knows, man? They could win three games this week and suddenly be up to 13. It's, it's great. Now, they got some tough matchups, though. Definitely a little bit tougher than last week's three games for sure. So uh, be a oh, good boy. test. Look for forward sure. to it. See you at the rinks, Spec. All right, Jake. There you go. That's uh, Mark Speckman, Speck from the Spec Report. Here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Uh, We'll return uh, Derek Van Deest will join us and then Darnell Nurse on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We roll through a busy Tuesday afternoon. Remind you, hey, you know what? uh, You're just like, guess what? It's a big game. I don't want to cook dinner. It's uh, Papa John's uh, Tuesday, 40% off your order. With the uh, code word, Connor Halley. 40 Tuesday. 40 Tuesday. Tuesday. 40 Tuesday. 40 Tuesday. You get 40% off. Put it in before your order at at uh, papajohns.ca. Highly recommend this. Try the barbecue sauce on the Hawaiian. Whew. it's a little bit of a game changer for you. Just saying. Just saying. Let's get to the uh, oil report now brought to you by Volvo Cars com. Uh, you can lease a 2024 XC60 or XC90 uh, recharge for only 2.99% right now at Volvo Cars Edmonton. Dot com. As we uh, bring in from NHL.com, uh, covers the orders and the flames and the uh, Canucks and the Winnipeg Jets. Derek Van Deest joins us in, uh, man, DVD right now. You got the Jets, the orders and the Canucks, the last 25 games, first, second, third in the National Hockey League, which is crazy. The Calgary Flames have, uh, put themselves at least in the conversation potentially for, uh, for a playoff spot. So it, uh, lots of storylines there. Uh, without question, and the the Edmonton Orders, uh, winners of ten in a row, first time they've ever done it in franchise history, and uh, now they take on the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Uh, what has surprised you slash impressed you most about this uh, hot run of eighteen and twenty one for the Orders? I don't know. If, can we? Uh, do we have DVD? Can't hear, cons. I have to uh, set it up again. I don't know what's up there. So, I think he might have muted himself, DVD. There you go. Can we hear you? Yeah, now?
4: I muted myself. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I had myself on
0: mute. Oh, Jesus. Uh, is, is this the Ryan Rashog School of Technology right now? I love it. Exactly.
4: Exactly. <laughs> I had myself on mute. So, I was into this great soliloquy, and I realized I was on mute. Um, no, what, what's impressed me about this run so far, Jason, is the way they're winning games. Uh, they're winning different types of games. They're, they're winning tight games. They're winning games that where they've blown the lead, but they've managed to kind of keep it together. They're winning games where they've had to come back from behind. So they're doing it in different ways. Um, and I think, you know, I think we talked to Toronto McDavid about that this morning uh, in the scrum, and he says it doesn't matter. We're getting the job done. Uh, they're winning despite the fact that the power play isn't exactly clicking the way it has. So they're not leaning on that power play to win games, uh, as maybe they did a little bit last year. So it, it's just, it's, they're, they're, you know, remember at the beginning of the season when Leon Drysettle said, we got to find ways to win, uh, and, and just not throw the game away, not throw the game away, not lose it. I think they're there. I think they're, they got to that point where they're not throwing games away. They're finding ways to pull out those victories. And, uh, you know, 10 in a row is impressive. And I, and I know a lot of people were saying, well, you know, I can't believe the 80, 80s runners didn't win a 10 in a row. They had ties back then. So there's a lot of those games that would have ended in a 3-3 tie and that would have been it. Um, and I think they introduced a shootout, uh, or they had, they had overtime, but no shootout. So it's, games could end in a tie back then, which is one of the reasons I think the owners didn't win 10 in a row back in the day. But not to take anything away from this team, they've gone into overtime. They've gone into shootouts to win some of these games. Uh, but it's an impressive run. It doesn't happen a lot. And, and you look at, uh, basically the run that they have, the, the 18 and three run is even more impressive. Uh, and they're playing a, a, exceptional hockey right now. And, and I think they're going to be up for this one. It's going to be a fun night tonight, I think. Uh, it's always fun when the Leafs or the Canadians come to town. Uh, half the building is Leafs fans. I think that a lot of older season ticket holders, they'll make a lot of money selling these tickets to Leafs fans. But it's going to be a fun night. But that's kind of what impressed me is that they are finding ways to win as opposed to, and which is what Leon Drysdale said, this team needed to do uh, going into the season.
0: I'm very curious to see how Toronto's Marner and Matthews line reacts. After the Colorado game, Sheldon Keefe just said, you know, they put their five guys. They had the McKinnon line with Rantanen, and they would play them with McCarr and Taves a lot. And he said, well, when they were on the ice, they were just in a different league. And you're just like, ooh, that's shots fired a little bit. And, and the funny thing is the order's top line of McDavid, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins, who plays a lot more with Bouchard and, and Ekholm than any other defense pair, significantly more, that, uh, you know, we'll see... Uh, sometimes as a coach, you know, you got to challenge your best players. And, uh, you know, I think there was a little bit of a gauntlet thrown down. So I'm curious to see. I, I know as a coach, if you throw that gauntlet down, you better be ready to uh, to then give your players the opportunity to match it. So I fully expect to see a lot of Matthews versus Drysaddle tonight.
4: Oh, I do too. And I was watching that game, Colorado, you know, Toronto dominated that first period. They were rolling. And it looked like, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a blowout. And then they took their foot off the gas, and then you're right, uh the McKinnon and those guys took it to the next level. And that's what Nathan McKinnon is doing this year. Just the the way he's playing is unbelievable. He's having an MVP type season. Um, you know, and, and just he's doing it every night for that team. He's driving that bus every night and and he did it against the Leafs. He took his game to another level, which is what star players can do when they just okay, they're going to go to the next gear. And they say, well, challenge anyone to come and join me. And the Leafs just couldn't match it, and, and, and they, couldn't, uh, they couldn't keep up with them. And I think uh, that was kind of an eye-opener, and I think that's obviously what, what Keith said. Hey, they took it to the next level, and our guys didn't go with them. And uh, that, that is a challenge. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they do here today. And, you know, you have Nylander there. He's just signed that big contract. He's got to get going now when he signed the big contract. That comes with a little extra pressure. So you got, you know, and Matthews, of course, Matthews and McDavid, there is no comparison between Matthews and McDavid, by the way. McDavid is far, far superior hockey player than Matthews. Matthews is one of the best goal scorers in the league, but when it comes to all-around play, Matthews is superior. Uh, You know, I know Leafs fans like to to try and compare, but, you know, you can't compare Matthews to McDavid or Dreisaitl or or McKinnon. I think they're in a different league than him, but Matthews is a guy that can score from anywhere, so he's always a very, very dangerous player, so... Yeah, he's going to be motivated today to play against Connor McDavid. Uh but I think the other way around, uh Connor McDavid and all those guys from Ontario, they're going to be very very motivated to play against the Maple Leafs. Uh
0: Derek Vandees from uh, NHL.com joins us. Uh, I would I would agree and because I know some people we've had uh, you know a few people text in, well Gregor, they used to compare Ovechkin and Crosby. I'm like, "Well, yeah, go look at their first four seasons in the league before Crosby got injured." Ovechkin outscored him. Crosby missed uh, the 20 games the one year, but it was only 17 games more that he he played, and Ovi still outscored him. Now, the next three years of that rivalry, you can't really compare because, unfortunately, Crosby was always hurt. If you look at McDavid and Matthews, you look at the first five years of their career— like McDavid averaged one point four five points per game. Matthews at one point zero five. Like it's not close, and that's not a knock on Matthews, but yeah. it's such a, it's such a Toronto. They they keep trying to do it, and it's ridiculous. And um and because because unfortunately it gets people hating Matthews. I love watching Austin Matthews play. His yeah. release is unbelievable. To the, the the amount of the the score the shots that he scores on, there, there's no one else like it right now in the NHL. Like we've gone from Ovechkin. Right into, to Matthews. And, you know, hockey fans are kind of spoiled if you like, uh, great scores. And, and sadly, I think if Matthews played in, in another market, other fans would like him more. They just get tired of a few of the, uh, uh, the, to, to quote our late Robin Brownlee, mouth breathers who, uh, continue to try to make this, uh, this Matthews McDavid comparison because it's, it's ridiculous and it's unfair to Matthews. He doesn't want it, but, and he shouldn't have it. Yep. Ma- McDavid's just in one tier. Then there's McKinnon, and there, you know, and right now McKinnon this year is better, but Matthews has had better years than McKinnon before. And then you can have the dry, subtle McKinnon, um, Matthews debate, and it can be a really good debate.
4: Yeah, you're right, and and they're still, you know, they're still trying to prop him up. I, what was that tweet that uh, was out with the the Leafs or the Leafs were saying? Uh, and TSN was saying that Matthews should be, uh, you know, the Hart Trophy winner just based on his goals and all. And, there's just it's it, there's just so much more to the game than just being able to score. You got to be able to drive. You got to be able to take your team to the next level. And and we really haven't seen that when it comes in, especially in the playoffs. When it comes to Austin Matthews, like he's a tremendous hockey player. He's a fantastic hockey player. But you know, the it, guys you get to see McDavid every Ivory Night, it, it just doesn't doesn't even compare. And you're right, it just doesn't doesn't compare when it comes to those two players.
0: Uh, DVD. What about the uh, the Winnipeg Jets? Hey, speaking of on a heater, like the orders are on a heater, but the Jets are on one uh, pretty even. Is there sustainable, or do you think they're on a uh, a little bit of what people like to call a PDO heater? Because the orders, funny enough, aren't. But the Jets, uh, the Jets are on a ridiculous run where they're shooting percentages off the charts and their save percentages off the charts.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I think we've talked about the Jets a lot this year, and I've always said that I like their depth. I like the fact that they can roll four lines. My concern was where are their goals going to come from this year. But they're having guys that are having a great year. Great year. Shifley's having a great year. Cal Connor's having a very good year before he got hurt. The new guys he brought in, I follow, uh, you know, he's he's having a, a, a good year he, before he got hurt. Um, and he's just kind of working his way back. But I think they're all around. You look at that team, there's not a lot of holes on that roster. And there's not a lot of drop-off from the first line to the fourth line. I think, it, in my opinion, it might be the, the least amount of drop-off from those lines. And I had a chat with Rick bonus last week and we were talking about that. And He says, I'm not afraid to play any line in any situation at any time. And you can tell that. And, and that's really working. And this is a pretty tight knit group right now. They have a world-class goaltender. They have a Norris trophy candidate, defenseman and Josh Morrissey. Uh, and they have four great lines. Uh, I think they can sustain that uh, it's going to be tougher because they don't have that one guy that can just win a game by himself. They really It's really a team effort that they have to do night in, night out. I don't think they're the best team in the league. I think they got there. They peaked it, But I think they're going to be hovering in that area. Um, I really like the Winnipeg Jets. And when they get healthy uh, and they have everyone going, um, then I think they're going to be a team that no one will want to play in the playoffs. DVD, thanks for this as always, man. Uh, we'll see you at the rink. Have a good one. Sounds good. Just before I go, Jason, I just want to say, uh, you know, obviously condolences to the Brownlee family. Uh, Robin. Robin was really instrumental to me early on in my career. Helped me get in the foot and door in the sun. Same thing with John Short. Uh, great guys. Uh, it the shocking news that, uh, you know, that them passed away. But condolences to both of their families. And I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart that I really, really miss Robin Brownlee. And- and him and I had uh, some good times together covering that 2006 Stanley Cup run.
0: Yeah, you bet, DVD. Thanks for those kind words. Really appreciate it. And uh, speaking of Robin, you know what? Uh, we do have the fundraiser going on to help his family. If you want to help out, you can uh, go to sports1440.ca. It's a GoFundMe campaign to help uh, Anna Lynn and... Uh, uh, Their son, uh, Sam. So, uh, you know, an unexpected uh, turn for uh, Robin having a massive heart attack uh, last Thursday and passing away. So it uh, leaves, uh, you know, lots of, uh, turmoil. And, and heartache for his family. So we're trying to help him out as much as we can. We'd really appreciate it. the listeners have been great. Uh, uh we're closing in on, uh, getting to 50% of our goal already. So if you want to help out 10 bucks, 20 bucks at all, help. We've had some people do a thousand, which is unreal. So we love it. So, uh, if you want to, uh, you can help out a family that will definitely need it. Go to sports1440.ca. It's right on the front page. You can see the, uh, the GoFundMe there.
3: We are back here on the Jason Greger Show, brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Connor Halley filling in for the so- final segment here as the Edmonton Oilers about to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs down at Rogers Place. That gets going just after 7 o'clock. If you are looking for some pregame coverage, make sure to keep it locked on the Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook channels. Aaron Bordado will have you covered. It's pregaming with Porzi right here on the Oilers Nation Facebook and YouTube channel. Right now, though, uh, let's go Inside the Room, brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Stop in and take your boat for a test drive in their 91,000-liter tank, fishing boats, pontoon boats, and more. Try them at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Jason Greger had a chance to catch up with Oilers defenseman Darnell Nurse earlier on talking about the team's improved defensive play their winning streak.
6: Yeah, I think uh, first all, just our buy into to our defensive structure and, and not giving up chances. I think it starts with that. Uh, our goaltending's been huge for us, and you know whether it's uh, skins in there or picks, they've made some some big saves and timely uh, matter for us. So it's been. Uh, you know whenever you have that full commitment, you know shutting down the rush, I think that was I think we were getting dinged up on a lot at the beginning of the season was uh, you know teams being us off the rush and our sword outs weren 't good enough and better than that department. And a lot of that just comes out down to having five men there five men back and, and defending out of the middle now that you 've done it and it 's not
0: like you 've never done it before you obviously we 've seen stretches, but if it was that easy, then guys would do it right away what What, what is it about the commitment to consistent defense it is
6: hard do you think, for a team to grasp? I mean, you know, the other day playing defense isn't the thing that uh, gets the most accolades or, you know, gets uh, the face in the newspaper, right? So, I mean, it's, you know, when guys are scoring and feeling good offensively, I think, you know, sometimes you just carry more weight of that away from the rink because it gets uh, a little more pull. But I think with, with defense as soon as you commit to it you start to see the results and a lot of the time you know uh, from, from defending well and, and having good structure in your own zone it creates that offense for us I think it's just it's just one of those things where you have to have example example uh, and, and play through the system and play through the success to, to really believe in it and I think our group has, has grasped that to this point I mean there's still a lot of hockey left um, so we gotta make sure that this this two, two-month stretch uh, continues on. You've talked a lot about
0: how Paul Coffey's come in and really encourage guys to make plays. And obviously, the more plays you make, then there's less chance that you're defending overall. So it helps. But has there been at all any, like outside of making more plays with the puck, has there been any change structurally, defensively, in your eyes since Paul and Chris Knobloch came in?
6: sure uh, I mean, our, our D zone's a little different. Um, no, I think... We've just committed. I would I would say we've just committed to to being five tight in our own zone. And like you know, when, when teams come in and and they get a shot, a lot of time, you know, if, if you're looking at the video and you know, there's there's three four of our players uh, on the inside of of their team. I think that's you know, with our goaltending and, and the way these guys can make saves, if if we're able to clean up the the second and third opportunities, that's you know when you start to have success as a team uh, defensively. It's you know when you, you look back even at the start of the season. Yeah, we were giving up big, big chances and, and great chances and goals, but in the same token, we were giving up a lot of you know, second chances, and um, we've limited the, the amount of second chances that we give up in our D zone. And you know, I think that that stems right into the, the better defensive play because if you know, you're asking your goal to make one save as a as opposed to two and three in each sequence, um, you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in a lot better better strength defensive.
0: I don't know if you've ever been in a stretch at any point in your career. You won 18 of 21 games. And, and obviously winning's more fun than losing. You know, any, anyone knows that. But I saw your reaction in Detroit. I saw Hyman's reaction when you scored in Detroit. Like, obviously the guys are having a lot of fun. But, like, this, this streak really matters to the team. Do you, do you sense that? It's like like the winning becomes even more infectious in the way that you're winning. Like, you're not winning games sloppily.
6: No, we're, I think we're winning games the right way, right? And I think that sometimes when you're just getting away with a win or you know you're not playing your best game a lot of times you can win and, and get back to the locker room like oh we kind of kind just got away with one there uh, I think the way that we've been playing and, and sticking to our structure and our systems and I was saying very patient in games uh, it makes the end result when you're winning that much better and obviously I think our, our team has been through you know obviously the beginning of the year wasn't uh, wasn't great we we got through that and I think that's uh, you know with still a lot of hockey left to play but we've, we've been scratching and clawing to get to the point that we're at right now that, that brings the team together that brings guys together uh, a lot of times you know when you're looking on the outside of this locker room and everyone's telling you how bad of a team and fragile of a team and you know how how everything is is all said and done uh, you know 12-13 games into a season when you're able to scratch and claw and have to rely on the guy the guys next to you um, it, brings a, it brings a group closer so I mean it's gotten us to this point and we're almost at the halfway mark but we gotta continue to, to bring this you know later in the season. How often, if
0: any, do you look at the standings? Were you a guy, like, maybe in the early year, you're like, yeah, okay, I know where we're at, so I'm not worrying about it, but you're one point back of L.A. now, you're, you're six back of Vegas with four games in hand. Like, you know, home ice advantage is, is right there again. Do you look at it, or is it too early
6: to be a, a standings watcher? Uh, I mean, I, I peek at it. I peek at it throughout the year. Um, you know, and I, I think it's one thing to look at it. It's another thing to, you know, that's the end-all, be-all, because, like I said, there's so much, so much hockey left. I think, you know, when, when I look at it, it's kind of just a, a peek into to where we stand and what we, you know, what could be on the horizon and, and what we could be capable at the end of the year. So, um, I don't. Want to, to peek out. I used to be one of those guys I never looked at, but now, I uh, you will know, just, just check in and see, have kind of a grasp of what's going on in the league. So, um, it, it's good to see. Like I said, we we're we we're very deep and far back from from these teams, so the, the scratch and claw back and find ourselves in the position uh, where you, know, you look up to the standings and and teams are there. That's one thing. Uh, at the same point, we're still chasing. And lastly, you know, when the team's
0: winning, you know, I know it's all about the team winning first, but usually when individuals are playing well, there's a better chance if more of them are playing well the team's playing well the last few months uh, i don't know how would you evaluate your own play it, it looks from an outsider's perspective you know some of the most consistent hockey you've played do you feel that way how would you evaluate where your play is at right now
6: um yeah i mean it's, it's been consistent. i think uh that's kind of a goal of mine to come into this year and, and be someone that could be relied on each night but um with that said, like, like I just I, I look ahead and there's just so much Oculus to be played. So um, you know it's it's been good. Um, you never get uh, you never get comfortable because as soon as you get comfortable, that's when your game starts to slip. So I think there's still areas of growth and then and to continue to get better each and every night. But uh, with that said, it, it has been a pretty consistent, pretty good stretch.
3: There you go. That is Oilers defenseman Darnell Nurse speaking in conversation with Jason Greger. Earlier on as the Edmonton Oilers prepare for the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that has lost three straight games, but... Always a threat. They've got that top-end talent. It should be a fun one down there. If you are heading down there, uh, obviously, dress warm. It's uh, still a little chilly outside, so should be a fun one, though. Once you get in, Edmonton Oilers taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And as we said before, if you want to get a little pregame coverage, keep it locked here on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. Also, Facebook and Twitter streams, Aaron Bordato, will have you covered with pre-gaming with Board Z. Also, the crew is back once the game finishes hopefully with two points for the Edmonton Oilers and their 11th straight victory as they continue to fight to get back into the top of the Pacific Division. Uh, a couple games going on right now already. I know the LA Kings are in action tonight, a team that has struggled a little bit. They'll take on the Dallas Stars. That gets going in about 10 minutes' time. Uh, after 20 minutes, sends and Avalanche tied at one apiece. The Rangers up on the Kraken 2-1. to one. Kraken playing some good hockey as of late in the Washington Capitals, leading the Anaheim Ducks 1-0 after one. Ethan Baer with his first goal for the Washington Capitals. So congrats to Ethan Baer. Uh Been off for a while, signs in Washington, and having some success. And another former Oiler, saw Pugliarvi, scored a goal with the Penguins AHL affiliate. So cool to see. Good for them. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on the Jason Greger Show. Big thank you to everyone who hopped on the program today. Uh, Brad Tree Living, Toronto Maple Leafs General Manager. We also were joined by, of course, Spec via Sean Brown in studio. Jason Strudwick, Derek Van Dies of NHL.com. Also heard from Vinnie DeYarney and Darnell Lers. If you missed anything, check out our podcast available at Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get it from. Make sure you subscribe. We really do appreciate that. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the whole dang thing. Also, Kevin Carey, yes, and. Brandon Douglas back tomorrow at 7 a.m. for your coverage uh, recapping whatever happens tonight down at the Ice District. Big thank you to uh, Jason Greger, also Declan Kruger, keeping us going on the YouTube and digital stream. Right now, we're going to get to an update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. BIEENG.com. Have a great night, everyone. We'll talk to you in a second.